gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And right now, we are having a sale. That's right. Come at y'all. Come at us. We're offering services. We've seen certain things. We're not going to name any names. But certain sex acts are happening on stage, and we've decided to get into that market. It will not be us. Trust us. You don't want to see us naked or engaging in any sex acts on stage. But if you're an aspiring band that wants to go viral, if you're an entertainer trying to hit that next level, if you're trying to hit the TikToks, trying to hit those YouTubes, if you are trying to hit that Twitter, we're out there. We got some hoes out there. We'll do things on stage, male hoes, female hoes. Get you out there viral, you know, shock the world. Get you on a Daily Mail. Get you on a New York Post. Hit us up. <laughs> Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. That's 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 it. Shout to ACDC. Oh man. Um, so we we gotta start with this uh, Sophia Eurista story. Yes. Like I'm going to say this. Never heard of this artist before. Not about that life. The algorithm does not serve this artist up to me. But I've had so many conversations about <laughs> about <laughs> this artist <laughs> over the past week. <laughs> you know, like, look, like, publicity, man. Like, you know. Uh, all right. Like, I, uh, I'm going to give her a little bit of a background. So, you know, in, in general, because uh, just the way rock music is, it's always a market for cover bands. You know, you might find a different angle. Like, one of my favorites is, I forget, there's a yacht rock band where all they do is play yacht rock songs and they dress like, like you know, literally like they're on a yacht. There's always a market for that. People, white people love their, their, their hearing the music of the youths, you know, played by different people. So Brass Against the Machine, sadly enough, not sadly enough, they used to play a lot at Brooklyn Bowl, actually enough. That's where I first saw mm. them. And then um, obviously kind of get an idea of what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's basically a horns band, heavy focus on Rage Against the Machine stuff, but not necessarily pitch and hold into that. Um, they've got a black female singer. Most of the guys on stage are mostly white boys. Um, very talented. You know, she's somebody where her flows are tight. She could definitely sing. She's got great pipes. I remember seeing them live and I was like, oh, these guys are really fucking, you know, they're a solid ass cover band. Um, later on, I was seeing them pop up periodically. I think mainly during COVID, might have even been before. And some of my more like rap. Not rap, sorry, rock and metal and punk blogs with them doing like a cover of like, let's say, you know, fucking Soundgarden or doing a cover of like Pantera or something like that. They had a viable ass career, hence why they were playing festivals, you know, maybe yeah. not huge festivals, but, you know, hey, listen to Rage Against Machine cover of a very capable lead singer with all brass instruments. Sounds pretty cool, you know? So, yeah, no, like, like I said before the controversy, solid band in my opinion. <laughs> and like I said, um, just not about that life. So you know, but uh, the lead singer, uh, and I guess this is over the weekend or sometime last week. Uh, you know, was playing at a NASCAR like festival rally thing in Daytona Beach, Florida, and apparently she had to take a tinkle, mm -hmm. and instead of maybe like you know going to like you know off stage and have the band play the medley. <laughs> You know, <laughs> which if you don't know, when the band's playing the medley, that's usually what the lead singer is doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, I want to pee on somebody. Is there somebody that I, I can pee on? 
and there's a willing participant. Somebody was just like, yeah, sure. Consent given. Guy, yeah. Consent given. This guy, you know, and she's like, I'm going to pee in this MFR's mouth. And, you know, drops trowel, proceeds to do the deed. And it happened, right? And, Big and, song, by the way. As a true professional, vocals are still happening for the most part. <laughs> she chose a quiet part, but when her cue had to hit, she had them vocals ready to go. What mid squats? Like I, I, I was, you know, it's very impressive. It's very impressive to to be able to do that. Like I wouldn't be able to do that, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to like, you know, <laughs> like do that and and keep the show going, right? Um, there was a and, quick, quick aside. There was an interview of um, Thundercat I listened to recently, and basically he was saying how, like, for him, what blew his mind was, you know, he was basically instrumentalist, but mm-hmm. he was like, and then so he's like, yo, when you know, even now, I'm very in awe of people who could sing and play the instrument at the same time. Yeah, I think he's. I think this might top that. I, I no, think, yeah. you know, yeah. perfect to perfect pitch while fucking out there pissing. That's just tough, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh of course look it's it's 2021 like like when you when you pee on somebody at a festival like everybody has a smartphone so obviously this became like like viral news the New York Post article is so great cuz it's so pearl clutchy <laughs> so grumpy ass Staten Allen like white guy pearl clutchy <laughs> it was comical um but was, you know there's there's I, it's really interesting because like, there are some repercussions. Um, you know, like she did it. It's in Florida, right? If she did, if she did this in like New York City, I think nobody would care. It this is just, be, just oh, another you know, Tuesday in New York. Exactly, it's Daytona, Florida. It's not even like Miami, you know, or like Panama City. It was like Daytona. Um, so she might go to jail. Um, I guess they're looking at pressing charges, or may may or may not press charges. Her band was like, "Yo, I don't know you." <laughs> 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 and um and then like you know i guess like earlier this week she offered her own apology uh for the whole thing um you know her uh girlfriend or partner is a peloton express uh, prof- uh instructor so like her girlfriend i guess was getting some some blowback as well like they've like done some videos together in terms of like promoting like brands and stuff like that so um and I think it's like a really interesting discussion around like what's art and what's over the line, right? And what are your expectations for like for both, right? Like, you know, obviously this is not CBGBs, you know, uh, but this is like, you know, like kind of, it's not like metal music, but it's covers of metal, <laughs> metal bands and rock bands. It is rock and roll at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, and, and uh, you know, we're not giving her the benefit of the doubt as a woman of color. I feel like, you know, all these dudes like Ozzy Osbourne can bite the head off of a bat. And we're like, yo, this is cool. Um, So I think it was a really interesting discussion around um, what we tolerate as a consumer of music and society that consumes music. Oh, you know, I think you kind of nailed it too, particularly the idea of, and you know, if it was Ozzy who did the same exact thing, like let's say a, Ozzy, a young Ozzy Osbourne in that same kind of level, would we would it have gone viral? It's it's you know there's a lot of things happening. I think it's I think it's definitely gender. I think it's race to a certain extent. And then going back to your point about the New York Post um, article, 
between the New York Post and the Daily Mail, it was kind of funny reading it because, it, like you said, it was very pearl clutchy. Because I remember yeah. there were like hordes of children, and I'm like, hordes of children in fucking Daytona Beach watching a boomer rock fucking you know covers on stage. I doubt that seriously. You know, it's it's the, and then, like you said, it's, it's still rock and roll. I mean, it, it, it'd be one thing if you know, it's always if you go to a festival, what do you see? Kids throwing up kids passed out you might see weird awkward second second base if not actual fucking depending on what festival you're at there's a certain level of 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 you know everybody's kind of more relaxed there's alcohol involved and i kind of get why this went viral because a going back to the smartphone superbly filmed whoever shot that really good iphone needs to make that a commercial i was very <laughs> shocked at the quality <laughs> You figure it'd be shaking a little bit, or you couldn't see the faces, or the people would come up blurry. But no, that was that was definitely you pornable, you pornable <laughs> premium, <laughs> the HD version. But yeah, no, like you know, you look at it and it's like, all right, cool, this is shocking. But like I, I've seen, I can't. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I can't say I've seen things per se worse on stage, but I've definitely seen things comparable. I've seen people slicing themselves up. I've seen people all, all nude. I've seen a lot of quirky things because at the end of the day, it's rock and roll. Now, there's a time and a place. You can make the argument, you know, not being in a dingy, dirty club somewhere, but, but being at a festival. Yes, you, maybe that's not necessarily the time or the place, but then, like you said, it's Daytona, Florida. Pretty sure that, and, you know, any any given fucking Saturday, any given fucking weird beach biker festival worse is happening so that's where i struggle with it and and i think what's kind of weird about it is the fact of and why i kind of feel a little bit sorry was in one of the press releases she put out she says basically i am not a shark artist so i kind of get it because it's like you know she is a, she was in the voice a couple of years ago solid singer solid rapper you don't necessarily want to be known as the p girl i mean obviously it's a capitalistic hellscape so I won't be surprised like if somebody sends her like, oh, we need to have the P girl on Love Island. <laughs> she takes that call just because Bill's got to get paid. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit unfair. I, I think it's, you know, as long as she's not a rampant alcoholic, as long as, you know, she's not trying to, you know, doing it to kind of make fun of the audience member, the member was giving consent, you know, it's hard for me to kind of pro clutch and get mad at it. I think, I, sadly enough, I, I think it's a feel good story. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I I will say um, it doesn't seem like her bag is in jeopardy um, other than, a, you know, she won't be able to play like Daytona, Florida anytime oh, soon. Oh, no. They the banned horse. her from Daytona, the, Florida. The horse. <laughs> what will she do? <laughs> but, but again, she can like play New York City. <laughs> And and charge again, like like if she, she could play, definitely play. She could play Radio City Music Hall, depending on the audience. <laughs> <laughs> if you have S M and Walsh, she broke her night. She could she could definitely make a killing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's just really interesting to see. I mean, maybe she could read the room next time. Again, not CBGBs. Like you know, it, it is a festival. It's a little bit of a different audience. Uh, it seems like this is like the first time she's done something like that. Maybe she just got like a little bit too like those drugs in Florida are a little bit crazy. 
They're a little bit crazier than New York. That K two, that K two. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's just a really interesting story. I mean, wish her well. Um, you know, I, I really want to talk to the dude though. Like the the, the dude, like you know, um, the, the, the dude seemed under, like mad happy. The, the dude's. I hate to be crass, but that that dude is out there right now. He's that that goes that goes to that the jerk off section. I was memory you know, bank. <laughs> yeah, you know. I was on the kink side. <laughs> I will say I really do feel sorry for that janitor though. It's it's that, yeah, that, that did, janitor woke up this morning did not think that like that was going to happen. Yeah, like, it's, like it's, you know cuz like that probably happens in like the festival side, right? But he got the stage side. It, it, you know, he got he, the stage side. And you got to mop like, it up for the next act. You got wires. Imagine she peed and someone got on the wires. Somebody's got to go out there and wipe the wires down. Oof. Like, you know, it's 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 all fun and games of bodily fluids until somebody else got to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but uh, I guess on, uh, we, so we wanted to start on the upbeat. But uh, I guess the, the big news is uh, Young Dolph was shot yesterday. Um, very unfortunate. Sadly enough, South Memphis, middle of the day, literally going to a bakery to buy cookies. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't really know, Young Dolph is, uh, it's interesting actually, because a lot, a lot of the angles have been covering it as a underground independent rapper, but, uh, you know, he's a dude that kind of came up in, uh, the mid aughts, you know, definitely not necessarily Gucci Mane affiliated, but around that level where trap music started crossing over in interesting ways into mainstream hip hop and even pop music eventually. He's a dude where, even though me, he may not have blew up with capital B, he was uh, on OT Genesis, got to cut it. Um, but also on the low, he kind of remind me a lot of Two Chains, not necessarily in the way of even rap ability, but just because he was that dude where if he had a trap beat, he needed somebody to kind of come in there and just kind of nail some really cool, you know, effortless one liners. You know, basically just up your bars. Yeah. It was like he was always there. It was like immediately he was always a six man. Whereas it's like you know he would just show up and like he, here he is in a fucking Young Thug song. Here he is in a Gucci Mane song. You know, and the, the irony of it is his cousin Key Glock dropped the record about a week ago and just kind of bubbling in social medias. It was doing really well. Now was his dude who was he was putting it on, and he himself dropped like a, I forget I think it's called Paper Empire. He he. He dropped a mixtape. He was trying to get these other artists putting on. He was basically trying to build a brand on the music side. On the personal side, this is somebody where, you know, after the grind started kind of slowing down, he became more of an established artist. He was doing more stuff locally. He basically started a fucking not-for-profit. He was there apparently in town giving ready to give for a turkey giveaway he's been doing for the past couple of years. Like, he's somebody where he was kind of transitioning well into his elder rap statesman mode. And motherfucker got shot getting cookies. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and you know it, it's, you know I understand that the crime rate is up, and if you're close to close enough to the streets, you you might get got. But um, it definitely seems like he, Dolph was like really trying to do some some things, like the place where he like was getting the cookies at, I think he like supported that business or something like that. Like he had a connection to that business and he like, like really kind of like, and that business was in the community. Um, and also too, it's like his wife or, or, or his part or his partner, um, is really kind of involved in like 
the community and anti-violence move, movements as well. Um, so it's just kind of a sad thing to see. Um, it's crazy, and I know we've talked about this before. Back in the 90s, when Biggie and Tupac were shot, and I know I'm dating myself as an old, old man, that was, like, a huge thing. Like, that was, like, a huge, like, a, a rapper, like, or, or two rappers who are, like, on top of their game or, like, really popular were shot. Um, and it's just really crazy now to see, like, so, like, you know, Pop Smoke, XXX, like, all these guys, um, like, dying. And it feels like another day, you know. And I understand, like, they're not as big as a Biggie or Tupac. But the fact that now rappers dying is so commonplace, it's just really sad. You yeah. Know? It's, it, and like you said, it's, 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 they aren't necessarily as big as a Biggie or Tupac, but they were big. They were people where, you know, these, you're talking about millionaires, honestly. Like, it's, yeah. like it's, and it's just like, it's, what's depressing about it is that, you know, in, no matter how rich you are, to a certain extent, there's always a fucking target on you as a black person. You know what I'm saying? Either yeah. fucking literally a target as far as gunplay is concerned, either because of, you know, you grew up in a certain situation where there's a lack of fucking, you know, support systems, you know, lack of mental health when you're young. There's nobody really there to help you deal with the demons that you currently have. It just kind of sucks where fucking... You know, you've got these run of deaths that just seem like the, like they they were the, there's no there's no nobility in it. And and I'm gonna say something gonna sound a little weird because remember you always had to think about the 27 Club, right? So you have these yeah. rock stars that live live hard and and drugs and yada yada yada, and you know your Jimi Hendrix, your Kurt Cobain's, and they die early and yada yada. And then there's two things there. One, it's, even though it's romanticized, these people who had families, these people who suffered through pain. And then B, what kind of sucks, at least in this particular sense, is the idea of where, you know, these guys had it rough. They had it rough coming up. They had it rough even when they were rich, and they had it rough dying. Like, there's no nobility here. It just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. It just sucks. There's no good story here. There's no fucking, there's no, like, you know, cappy ending. There's no, like, lesson to be learned. Homie was just getting cookies and got shot. And, like, I think the most depressing thing here is the fact of where I think hits, it hits me in two ways. One is the idea of where, damn, we lost the talent selfishly. You know, we lost the talent that actually enjoyed. He was a dope rapper. And then, B, you know, if that's happening to him, what about us? You know what I'm saying? That could be, you know, we may not necessarily be beefing, but we live in a violent ass world where, you know, we could have been in that cookie shop too. You know, we, we, you know, a stray could have hit a kid three blocks down the way. You know what I'm saying? That, that violence, you know, I, I think as a New Yorker, it's weird because obviously it's not the anarchist jurisdiction as certain people like to kind of say, but shit pops off. And it's yeah. always that certain comfort where if I keep my head on the swivel, you know, focus on my shit, don't take no shit, I'll be safe. But at another day, you're not. You know what I'm saying? And and we kind of have to look at it where, even though, like you said, it's it's, it's a quote unquote rapper, it's not. It's a father. You know, it's somebody's son. It's somebody who's the community. Somebody who had a non for profit. Like it's a regular ass dude on a certain level, and he got shot and it's fucked up and. I think we're just going to have to do collectively better. Not in a black-on-black crime way, because I feel like it's always an easy cop-out, but just in general as Americans, we kind of, we're, we're just, we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that we haven't made a deal on the devil in many ways, as far as 
you know, gun ownership and gun violence is concerned, as far as inequality, as far as the fact that a lot of times the shooters themselves have their own issues, man. They ain't shooting you. Even though that beef might have been over a girl or over some cash or over a deal, that beef could have just been for some shit because you're dealing with a dude who's got trauma for fucking, you know, X amount of years and never dealt with and he doesn't know how to express himself. It's, it just sucks. So we just got to do better as a society. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and it's cra- the crazy thing about Dolph is like that was like the the third attempt on his life. He's he's gotten he was shot and paralyzed in L.A. and I think he also was uh, in a shootout in Charlotte. So you know, violence is kind of like like accompanying his life. It's been around his life. And you know, look, I'm I'm not that person. I I've, I've been lucky to not have violence, you know, <laughs> in my life. Or I had to like you know, look behind my back or things like that. But it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's just really crazy. And, and like you said, like, I don't really know what the solution is. I, I don't want to have a stop the violence, self-destruction, <laughs> <laughs> you be, know, posse sad, record. Sadly enough, I would fuck with that. And they could have the last one could like, be Kodak Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I just hope like, that the, the people who are kind of in the middle of this, like, come to their senses. Like, it, it's, I don't know. Like, is, is it worth it? Like, what, what, what is, what are we, what are we chasing right now? Um, you know, with, with this. Um, so yeah, just, just really sad all around. Yeah. No, and, and like I said, as you know, shouts to his family, uh, shouts to his fans, shouts to Memphis. Cause you know, it's one of their own. I saw it in the news clips and people, everybody's really sad about it all together. Yeah. You know, they're trying to hopefully there's not any kind of retaliation. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, at least, you know, I mean, and it's not so cliche to say like his music still lives on, but like it's, he's definitely a dope ass MC. I think a little underrated. Like I said, is that's why they would kind of call him up for those little bars on the low. Very funny on the low. Really, a really solid punchline brag master. So yeah, you should do, definitely. I I think that you know, and again, this is the dumbest. I don't feel stupid saying this, but I do think that you know, if if you kind of want to know why people kind of care, you should give his records a listen because they're really solid. Like he's he's just a dope a dope artist, which is why he'll be missing. Why this why this sucks. Long story short. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, who else? Who else? Ah, with to our favorites, you know, as as Swifties, <laughs> as hardcore Swifties, you know, Arbu. Taylor Swift, the real Rage Against the Machine, you know what I'm saying, was <laughs> out there. The <laughs> was out I, there. No, but but she is raging against the machine. I, okay, I see. Yeah, I, see yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That transition, you know what I'm saying. She's you not see the me machine. At your, You're right. Your local right. cable cable fucking talk show. You know what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, no. Long story short, as we all know, major label troubles, major label beef. Taylor Swift's fucking masters got sold, even though she wanted to buy it herself. Basically, it got sold by Scooter Braun. I believe right now a private equity firm owns them. She's like, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I'm recording my whole album. Um, she's actually been doing it to some success. I don't know about the stream differences. Obviously, you've got a lot of legacy streams for the old shit that I, I you would take her a while to catch up with those streams. But they do definitely seem the definitive versions and improved versions of the original album. Uh, last weekend she dropped Red, which is basically, I guess her, I guess if you're a Swifty, you know, as as we are, is <laughs> is generally seen as as her magnum opus, the the most Swiftiest of all her records, 
the the queen bee, you know what I'm saying? The one where where our our, our alabaster majesty reached her height of her swiftiness powers. Um but basically dropped that record. Um different versions of the song. You got Phoebe Bridges here, you you've got songs that are ten minutes long, and you know, for the most part, critically acclaimed. Um the reason why I wanted to bring it up is to quote a great philosopher group called a tribe called Quests, industry rule number four thousand and eighty. It just so happens that a former label of hers, Universal, has basically implemented a change to kind of stop this from happening in the future where normally I believe it's five years an artist has done a traditional contract that they can't re-record their own shit, which was basically some shit they threw away, you know, line 5,483 behind the fact that they'll own your soul forever, which are probably mm. off the ignored line, but now they made that shit real and they doubled it. So I believe it's 10 years now. So it's kind That's of been crazy. fascinating to kind of see that, A, you know, again, huge Swift fans, <laughs> but it, it's kind of been interesting to see, like, you know, somebody where even though she's blessed, even though she reached a certain level, seeing, A, how the music industry fucked her, where she's, if anybody's in a position to kind of have control of her destiny, it should be her. But no, they still they still basically took her fucking the records that she bled and sweat on. Her trying to fight back, and as a result, the system kind of letting her quote unquote win for now, but making sure anybody behind her can't pull the same exact shit. So uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck you, Universal, and fuck you, record labels. We out. Yeah, that, that's that's that, that's super crazy, and it's it's really sad that you know you have these people who are kids, right? They're all teenagers, right? And they're they're all kind of like, you know you know, wine and dined and sent to these major record label offices in New York or whatever. And you think you're making it at the big time and you sign some contract and you don't realize that like 10 years, 15 years, 30 years later, you're still on the dole, right? Like your whole career has been signed over and it's just super crazy to, to kind of see that, especially somebody as powerful as Taylor Swift. And yeah, like, like I'm, I'm glad they found the loophole, but it's crazy now that they, 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 also, Universal has found the loophole, and they've doubled it. Um, it's just really sad and insane. I mean, I've had discussions with music industry people who are just like, oh, we do this for a reason, because like every like blah, 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 it's an investment, and blah, blah, blah. We don't know if like like the next Taylor Swift is going to be like a hit, and we invest all this money in studio time, and blah, blah, blah. And that's cool. Um, and maybe there's like a balance you can find there. But Taylor Swift, once she made you your money... Like, why is it you, you still own, like, those masters, right? Like, why can you buy and sell those masters like like nothing, right? Like, like obviously, the system is broken. It's really sad that, you know, we're, we're still, you know, like, I, I, I've been a part of, like, you know, discussions around, like, oh, can we get the government involved? Can we get Capitol Hill? Like, Capitol Hill doesn't care about it, right? Like, and if they did, there would be enough lobbyists from the music labels uh, to to kind of squash anything. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's a, it's sad all around. Um. But I'm happy for Taylor Swift, obviously, for being able to reinvent like like one of her pivotal albums. I don't know. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. But, but you lie. Huge. We're huge fans of the Swift here. Huge. I, you know. I'm 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 Team Adele, man. I'm Team Adele. <laughs> um. But uh, but you know like 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 I I like the the ingenuity is coming out but but you know something's got to change man like it, it's and I'm I'm hoping with this the the youth 
has hopefully like seen all the warning signs and red flags and not going down the same path. Um, but you know, at the end of the day too, like, like money over everything. And I'm sure like there's artists that are like, you know, all these TikTok artists are probably also getting signed to like bum ass deals too. So, you know, it sucks. Yeah. And, and what I hate about it is what's fascinating. And, you know, again, huge Swift fans, but a props to her because what was been what I hate about it is the fact of where she did it right. So she could have easily been like, "All right, bet we recorded it, you know, put a little sheen on it, put it out there." But she put work into these versions. She's yeah. out there suddenly like live working these versions. She's got Phoebe Bridges, who, while popular, is not Taylor Swift popular. True. So she's so True. she's still trying to give you, you know, she's still approaching it from an artistic standpoint. These aren't cash drabs. These are odes to basically her art. So she's yeah. doing it honestly. And that's what kind of sucks where even though she's putting in the work, even though as a fan of music in general, you have to admire ingenuity. You know, this is, this is not a I'm going to fix Wolves, Kanye, Coke rants four in the morning. There's her putting actual effort into this new art and still them saying, damn, you know, we, we, if one of us, got, if, if, we, if we got got this time, we got to make sure it could never happen again. So it kind of yeah. sucks. So, you know, like you said, it's hopeful the young artists are there looking at it, seeing what's happening and, you know, game recognized game. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to say major labels aren't good or don't serve a purpose. You know, obviously they've got cash, they've got X, Y, Z. But that said, as people have said, if there's any time, you know, there's, there's no money in the music industry. <laughs> but at the same time, there's all the opportunity in the world. So I would make an argument where, you just kind of have to find a way of having that balance. And while it's very easy to kind of fall for the traps, you just got to be careful. Um, something popped up because I remember I was talking to, to, my, to my boo, my wife, about I guess Summer Walker and then somehow it popped up where she got signed to a bum ass deal. Mm. And, and I'm like, but I'm like, she's like 12. So obviously it makes fucking sense because she's a 12, 12 year old. I mean, obviously I'm exaggerating, but you know, she's a young girl from the fucking certain means. So obviously when somebody comes out there on something like, yo, his 50 grand, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is the most money I've ever seen in my world. You know, I'm fucking 19. I'm fucking 18. I'm fucking 17. I'm fucking 16. But that's not real money. That's not real artist money. That money, <laughs> sadly enough, maybe covers a year of expenses as a single person in yeah. a medium-sized city, you know what I'm saying? And that's the issue here where a lot of these artists are giving up millions and millions of revenue streams, like like wealth, fam familial wealth money away for effectively, like, be to be able to pay rent for a year, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But on a, on a positive note, we're going to pause here. I'm going to put on my uh, velvet jacket. I'm going to grab my cognac. What are you drinking? Oh, I got my whiskey, man. Whiskey, I got whiskey. my Catskills whiskey. That that brown, that brown, you know, I'm going to lay back, you know what I'm saying? Smoke a little bowl, you know? Have our ladies come in there dressed in the, the finest silk robes. Lean back, you know what I'm saying? Put a little bit of Johnny Carson on TV. You know, hold our <laughs> ladies' hands and listen to that new Silk Sonic. Woof. Woof. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's a silky-ass album. It's it's I feel my my waves get clearer. It's like I'm bald as shit. <laughs> when I come out, my my, my my imaginary hairs feel wavier. You know, I smell good when it's an album. So look, I, I so Anderson Pac and Bruno Mars finally dropped Silk Sonic. I feel like they dropped the single like a year ago, but they finally dropped the album. 
Uh, I'm not gonna say it's like. I mean, it's an enjoyable album. Obviously, it's very derivative, derivative of the '70s sound. Um, but it's just like a fun album. Yeah. And it's just like it's good. To, like I'm just so it's so refreshing to see artists having a good time. They're both at the top of their game, and they're just having fun. And I I, I feel like I miss that element of music. And I feel like there's a lot of. I mean, we're in sad girl autumn right now. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's like everything is so serious, and these these dudes are literally just kind of like, we're just going to make this album. We'll see where it lands. You know, like Bruno Mars like has has like <laughs> tons of money and tons of hits. Like you know, and Anderson like is is not as popular as Bruno, but you know he, he's getting gigs. You know, and like like you know they literally probably came around like came up with this concept with a bowl of weed, and like now it's 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 out in the world and it's. It's really great. Like the production's amazing. The songwriting is great. Um, I feel like both artists complement each other really, really well. Um, and then also too, like it's you know, Brio Morris is way more popular than Anderson Pac. Like people don't understand how underground Anderson Pac really is compared to Bruno Mars. And people have tried to argue with me about this. Like, no, Anderson Pac <laughs> Really? <laughs> like Bruno Mars has like ten times more popularity than Anderson Pac. <laughs> like maybe even twenty-five. Having that said, it's it, it's a cohesive product project. It's not like Bruno Mars album featuring Anderson. I feel like each like get their, their time to shine on the production side and all, then also to on like lyrically side, you know, so yeah, it's a it's a great concept album. So I, I can't be mad. Oh no, it's it's it, and I think you nailed it. It's the fun aspect. It's the idea of where, you know, I'm pretty sure when they sat down in managers and were on some like, yeah, we're gonna make a '70s soul album. <laughs> they both were like, no, we, we we had we were gonna buy Hampton's houses this year. <laughs> we, we had we, where, where's the Christmas album? Where's where's the you know? But I think that it's it's kind of cool to have these two collaborators who obviously like playing together, very talented, and you know, putting out this little record, and it's a little record, 30 minutes, in and out. Does not overstay its welcome, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. not uh, indulgent enough to what they want to do, but but made well enough where it's not annoying. And like I said, I, I can't be mad at it. I mean, is, is it is it like songs in the key of life? No, it's not. But <laughs> it's still fucking a, a nice, fun album. It's an album where, you know, like it's, and I, honestly, even though there, there was a running joke about when they released it, in hindsight, releasing it now is perfect. Like, like your aunt's gonna be over and shit, drinking a little bit too much of that fucking rosé. Bam, put this album on. Is it? Is this like a nice little? I can't say necessarily family friendly because there's definitely some Anderson Pock cursiness happening. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, it's still like a like I said, if if it's in 2021, it's definitely a, a fun family quote unquote friendly album. Like it's something where. It's cool having these guys to speak. Basically, you could tell they're probably giggling out and having fun in the studio. You know, it, it shows on the wax, and I'm not mad at it. Is it a classic of a capital C? No, but it's a fun album, and honestly, that's a fucking rarity nowadays. Yeah, definitely. And it's really interesting, too, because it's, it's campy. It, it kind of gets almost to a level of parody, but it's like it's, it's right below that parody level sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, look, I... I I want to say this. Bruno Mars is one of probably the best songwriter producer, like in terms of pop of like of our time. And I, I, I think like, it's, like it's, he's had a hit for the past like 10, 12 years. 
And you know, I like he's he writes all these hits in like fifteen minutes. Like he write like he writes songs like really quickly, and he's able to you know it's he's he's at the top of his, of his game. Like even something like Twenty Four Karat Magic, which is also very derivative, is a bop. You know, like it, you know, and Smoking Out the Window is a bop on this this album. Um, there's a couple other songs there. I'm just like, oh, this this gets repeat, like you know, instantly. So uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Anderson Park again like gets to shine, gets the Bruno Mars bag. <laughs> so you know, like yeah, like I I don't understand that if there's haters, I haven't heard any. But if there ha- there's haters, I don't understand it because they they literally will laugh at you. Yeah, no, it's 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 little stakes. <laughs> like I, I don't think like again to go back to my 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 Stevie Wonder comment. Nobody's gonna be like this is not Sly and the Family Stone. It's not trying yeah. to be. It's just them literally having fun and making music that they enjoy. And like I said, it's it's hard to hate on it. It's it's, it's an infectious album. It's an album where, like I said, it's really hard. In again, it's it's been a rough couple. It's been a rough. It's been a rough hundreds of years, but particularly it's been a rough couple of years. It's yeah. just fun hearing fun music, man. Fuck it, give him give, yeah. give him the bag. Let him yeah. get. I want to play. I want to play every awards fucking show in the next couple of months. Yes, you know what yes. I'm saying. I want to see him yes. do a Christmas special. I want to see the asses out there just fucking going out there and having fun, and I think it's what's needed. I, I really yeah. think that uh, you know you you could maybe make the argument because it kind of kept kept on pushing it back that there was some high expectation of this album. But only if you're an idiot. For the most part, it was always two dudes who were extremely talented, wanted to kind of make it fun to like fucking music they kind of grew up to, like the parents played, and and yeah. they nailed that 100. percent So you know, props to those two brothers. And, and shout out to Bootsy Collins, yes, who keeps who, popping up and everywhere. He nailed it. Like 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 he <laughs> like that's a great fucking song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like it, it's it's like I, I'm not mad at the Bootsy Collins revival. And he's doing it in the right places. And he's working with the right artists, and like I, I, I can't be mad. Like, 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 shout out to Bootsy. Yeah, shout, still shout out to here. Bootsy. Still, still out here. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, well, the only other new music I have, I, I definitely want to give a shout out to Fresh Daily. Woo. Um, the Quiet Life Two dropped, uh, I believe, last week. Uh, what is time? Um, but it's a, it's a follow up to. The Quiet Life that dropped like eleven years ago, I think. What? Oh um, yes, you know, um, Fresh was living in Brooklyn, and you know, essentially, uh, I thought it was a solid album. <laughs> eleven years later, <laughs> the follow-up shows up, and I will have to say, you know, a lot can happen in eleven years, but I feel like this album is really solid. The production is heavy. I love the production on this album. Very East Coast boom bappy, even though Fresh lives in Oakland now. Um, but like, it passes the car test. It's just like a really amazing and solid production. Um, you know, Fresh is still got it, even with this huge amount of time and a lot of life changes. Um, you know, I, the only thing I will say is uh, definitely check it out. Um, he's got some really great, like uh, I think Bon P's on that album as well. So if you're about about that life, um, check it out. Um, and, and it's just a, a solid, a solid rap album, um, and it's it's really good as, as a boom bap backpacker. Um, I you know it's really kind of good to hear this album uh, come out, and every time I listen to it, I'm I'm just actually I love it a lot more, um, just because it's very cohesive, um, and it's better than I think I thought it would be. 
So awesome. shout out to Fresh Daily. Shout out to Fresh. Fresh is dope. So I'm happy it's a dope ass record. Cool. And then after after a fucking decade, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, my new music is basically uh, I've got a homegirl. So full disclosure, but uh, she's dope. Besides that, Mary Akpa. Um, she dropped a new record. She's dropping a new record. Drops tomorrow. It's called No, and then O O. Um, long story short, um, classically trained jazz singer, really dope artist. Uh, kind of was debating on going out of music for a couple of years. Started a project, recorded for some brothers up in Nigeria, her home country. Kind of has been kind of workshopping it here and there. Blah blah blah. Uh, shot some videos out there, but long story short, after a couple of years, it's here and it's, it is very fucking dope. I uh, gotta hear a preview of it. I knew it was gonna be dope because you know, as, as we're apt to do, as as in our yachts, you know, I had to, I had to I had the chauffeur drive me to one of the finest finest Brooklyn venues to go check out my <laughs> friend play her her jazz music as I sat there spent my fine you know 1948 wine. And I was like, oh, some, there's some joints here. Because she was playing some traditional covers, some of her old shit, mm-hmm. some of the new shit. So I finally got to hear the new shit from beginning to end. Very fucking dope. Um, one track has Melanie Charles, who I don't know if I shouted out on this fucking podcast. Might have, might not have. Um, really dope jazz singer, flutist. Uh, is on Verve. which going to come off record Word. really soon. So she's, uh, it might even be out already. So I might have to catch up with that one. But uh, she does a solo one then. It's just a really dope record. Um... I know she, I saw some of the visuals. A lot of it is a call back to Nigeria, but uh, a lot of it's it's interesting because long story short, and, and, and I heard, saw her speak, and all right, so it's gonna be a little weird side musician conversation. Where long story short, if you ever listen to guitar work, as far as the West is concerned, versus mm-hmm. let's say Africa. It's True. almost intrinsically different, meaning this, yep. where, you know, and you see fucking who's uh, Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend knows, and so does Paul Simon. So what you do is you play these almost arpeggiated notes very rhythmically, and they're very pretty. Yep. So it's almost like the guitar is doing almost all the rhythm fucking heavy lifting, and at the same time, fucking the melodic lines. So Mary is somebody where she kind of borrows those things. So you might have, you know, traditional, you know, the, you know, the R&B, the bass line, the this, the that. And even though it might play straight, inevitably, one, the, the, there'll be that spice there where suddenly there's this really pretty, you know, almost rhythmic guitar line that's there. And, and there's a lot of heavy influence on this record as opposed to other records where a little bit more bluesy. So it's just a dope record. It's a record called No, Mary Appa. Shouts to you. Word. Word. We'll definitely check that out. Yeah, we check that out. And then, uh, and right now, me and Stone are going to go back and get ready. I've got my tarp. I've got my... <laughs> right now, we've got a 10,000-square-foot rental in the financial district. You know, we're, we're taking all customers. You know what I'm saying? We've got loads of beer. We've got lots of Poland Spring water. <laughs> You know, for, for all your water sports needs, you know, you're out there stressed out, you know, you're, you're, you're making millions of dollars, you know, your kids hate you, your wife hates you. Sometimes you want to be dominated by a strong black woman. We've got you. We've got you here. Dirty D's done dirt cheap, LLC. You know, I'll so say you're coming for an hour. We'll get you, get you, get you nice and showered. <laughs> womp, womp. Womp, womp. I'm here all night, folks. I'm here all night. But, uh... <laughs> As usual, y'all, we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay boosted. Hint, hint. Wink, yeah, wink. get that booster. Poke, poke. All the cool kids are doing it. You know what I'm saying? We're out here doing using needles. 
<laughs> Say yes to drugs. Fuck you, Reagan. Say yes. Dare, dare, dare to take the vaccine needle. But yeah, no, seriously, y'all. There's some spikes happening. I believe in the New York City suburbs, Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe. It's getting a little colder. You're going to want to be held up, boot up. Big parties, big house parties, a lot of drinking. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everybody's vaxxed. Make sure everybody's safe. If you're anti-vax, I won't judge you, but definitely follow your own protocol. Don't be out here coughing uh, motherfuckers strangely. You know yo, what I'm saying? Yo, I, I, I'm heavily judging you. And, and, and you know what? Unfollow us. I said it. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's or, that, that train has passed. I'm like, all right, cool. If you, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Conspiracy theory. I, I enjoy a cool conspiracy theory. You know what I'm saying? Bernstein versus Bernstein Bears. I understand. But don't be out here fucking pretending it's not real. That shit's fucking real. So if you're trying to be out here on something like, nah, that shit's fake. Nah, fuck that shit. So yeah, definitely stay vaxxed. If, if you're immunocompromised for whatever reason, you can't stay vaxxed. Don't be out here walking around like shit is sweet. Keep your ass at home, wearing a fucking mask the whole time. Do what you gotta do. We want to see y'all. We want to we be able, we want to be able to clown y'all and have you clown us in real life in the future. That's all. True. 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 All right. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.